Hello, hello, Heather Jean here. I'm so excited to be here, Confidence Recovery, the podcast. I am joined today by the amazing Ziza Natur, who is all about confidence on stage and and shares, you know, techniques and methods around, you know, uh, improving your vocal, but is also a lot about how to develop a really, truly authentic message to engage with your audience. And I'm so excited. Thank you, Ziza. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm super excited and I can't wait to get started. Amazing. Amazing. And full disclosure, because, you know, we're perfectly imperfect here in Confidence Through Cabaret. This is take two because uh, the first recording failed. So I want to come back to because we were part of the way through a question and I loved your where you were going with this. Tell us a little bit about your stage life. My stage life is the, the longest part in my life. I went on stage for the first time when I was about seven or eight. So that was more than 20 years ago. And that's what uh, taught me the most things about being confident on stage because I used to be an extremely anxious child and person because I had stage fried up until I was, I don't know, 23 or 24. And that's how I learned how to get over it, how to fight with it. And I learned how to cope with unexpected problems because problems will eventually appear, whether it's a concert or a performance or a live on Instagram or a live training. Problems do do appear frequently. And that's how I've learned to um, that the best way to get rid of a problem is to showcase it. Every time I did that, I got some amazing results. I have a lot of stories from this type of, of teaching. So um, my stage life is the most important part because it's what helps me help other people gain confidence in whatever they might do. Wow. Wow, I love that. And I think there are a lot of people that either went on stage once or twice or would or would just dread it and never want to go on stage that are saying, oh, stage fright. Yeah, that's that's a that's a real thing. How did you learn to overcome stage fright? Well, the first thing and the most important thing that always helps me get over it is my purpose. I wanted so much to do that thing every time that I managed to get over my stage fright and get on with my performance, even though I was so scared because the desire inside of me was so strong that I just had to do it. And I always say to people around me that uh, courage is not the lack of fear. Courage is actually the ability to move forward, even though you're so scared. So I thought that I am not a quitter. I have to move forward. And if your why is very clear in your head, you will find a way to get over stage fright anyway. And That's of course, amazing. there are a few tools that you can use. I sometimes use tapping if I have a terrible panic attack. I don't have those anymore right now, but I did use them in the past. Deep breathing also helps you a lot. Maybe essential oils. There are a lot of tools that you can use. But if you tap into your purpose and into your why, it's much easier to move forward. Yeah, and I think I think those tools are absolutely wonderful that you you know that you've mentioned you know a lot of people use meditation and journaling and things to really you know kind of center and to calm the, the central nervous system. I think um, you know it's great to have a large toolkit because sometimes tapping will work, sometimes journaling will work, sometimes meditation you know and it, and it, it changes what's effective right by what's yeah. happening in your body. 
So absolutely yes. So I love that your coping and, and tools is all about you know kind of how you feel in your body. What's happening in your mindset? How how do you how do you cope with the mindset? I know tapping obviously combines the two, but how do you what what what's your favorite mindset kind of approach? Well, my and this is actually my mindset in general. I'm not a quitter. I don't know how to quit. So if I really want something, I find a way to get it. Even though I am so scared, I will move forward. Because if it if it's something that I truly want, I will move past fear. So you really have to ask yourself when you want to do something that you're really scared of, is this what I really want to do? Do I wish to have it so much? Because if you do, you'll always find a way to get over your fears. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I know that you shared with me that you write music. So I can see your why coming through there. I can see that driving the the writing of music and even the performing of music. Um, I, I, I can relate to all of that until it gets to the point where someone is going to perform it whether that's you or somebody else. And then it goes into the public arena and it's open for judgment. Oh yeah. What do you say to somebody that, and that's the same with those people who like write, you know, if you wanted to write a book or whatever, you could maybe write, but then, but then you've got to send it to somebody to read. And you know, how, how do you, how do you cope with that part of it? Oh, I know bad reviews are scary. I always got those because you get some amazing reviews, but you cannot run away from bad reviews. You will always get them no matter what you do because you cannot please everybody. And of course, they will disappoint you and you will feel sad. You'll feel upset because you've put your heart into whatever you did over there. And you sometimes feel, I don't know, it's not right. Why are they being so mean to me? I I just put my heart out over there. It's what I was able to do at that moment. Maybe tomorrow I would make it better. But it was what I was able to do at that time. And in time, I've learned to accept this sadness, to accept this grief, because we as artists, we're like, I don't know, we're like children in our hearts and we tend to get hurt easily. But I think the best way is not to run away from sadness and from grief. It's like when you're you're losing a dear person, you just grieve and then you move over. You reward yourself maybe a bit for being strong. You give yourself a little gift to soothe the pain and then you move forward. You create some more and that's what eases the pain the most. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I, I love that. I think. I think there are a lot of us that, you know, even posting on social media, and I know, I know you're, um, you're on Clubhouse. I'm also on Clubhouse. I, I host a room at least once a week, very often more, like anytime somebody will co-host with me, I'm in. And, um, and I, I am amazed how many people, so if you're not on Clubhouse, that's an audio platform and it's live. There's no messaging, there's no video, there's no recording. It's just, it's just, you know, in the moment voices. And even then people will share what they think or they'll share their passion or, or, or whatever it is, their life's work. And then they'll apologize and say, I'm really sorry. I hope that was okay to share. And I think, wow, like always, it's always okay. And that's why I asked that question, because for a lot of people, it's very hard to put yourself out there. And it it's is. very hard to open yourself up, right? 
It is. It was for me as well. And I spent years suffering because somebody said some some bad thing about my music or about my singing. And I used to to think, what can I do to make them like me? But then I thought, okay, I don't do music for people to like me. I don't write poetry for people to like me. And I don't I started to stop doing things for people to like me. I do them because I want to fulfill my purpose, because art makes me happy, and because I want to help people. So I don't care that much right now if they say something bad. Maybe what I do just doesn't align with them, so I move forward. Of course it hurts, but you will be able to move forward if that's what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of moving forward, now you've started a new uh, project, which is uh, an online world, right? Mainly yeah. working one-to-one. -one. Yes. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing now? Yes, it's a program called The Voice of Power, and it's a program that I've developed by putting together all of my knowledge and all of my professional background, and it's a method that uh, uses three main pillars, vocal technique, with uh, developing confidence on stage and creating engaging content for a target audience. So that's, that's really important. And the amazing part of it is that it's not a cookie cutter approach. I personalize the experience for each and every person that works with me because I already did whatever they might be working on. I already made the mistakes. So it could be performances, academic presentations, speeches, trainings, whatever it is, I've already done it. I've done the mistakes so I can help people move forward much faster. I love that you said it's not a cookie cutter uh, approach. So when I describe myself as a coach, I always say I'm an old, an old style coach, as in like, I do things for the, the, per the person, the client, the individual, not, I have a program, go and do my program. So you have, you have pillars that you follow, but then you work with the individual on what they need. Exactly. I don't believe in templates because we as individuals, we are unique. We have different needs and we need different approaches. So you cannot just create a program and put it out there and say, follow that method. It's not going to work for everybody. So you need to adapt it to each individual that you work with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we could all use, you know, uh, so, some of us might be, you know, vocally trained and, you know, we, we need some refresher, but some of us are not. And then we would need more on that. Uh, others would feel differently about their stage and it would depend on what your stage is. Right. Because, you know, we always talk about stage being, you know, social media or anywhere else as well, not just necessarily a live stage. Um, and then content creation. I mean, like for a lot of people, that's hard. Right. Like, what do I say? What do I share? And imposter syndrome creeps in there as well. So I love that you can kind of balance that out for the individual of what their needs are. Okay, yeah. so what what what's your best kind of uh, generic? I know we're talking about individuals and specific, but what's your kind of gen generic uh, best advice for vocals and using our vocals in the best way possible for, let's say, somebody who's, who's in, in an online stage life? I think the best thing you could do is just use your natural voice because actually we are we have been given a natural structure that works perfectly and we sometimes forget about it and that's why our voice is not very spot on. But if you use your natural voice, and this is an issue that I've, I've uh, seen to many people, they don't like or they simply hate 
the way their voice sounds when recorded. So this is a big issue, whether it's a live on Instagram, whether they're trying to create a podcast, they hate their voice, so they just give up. So everybody hates their voice the first time they hear it recorded because what we hear is not the same thing with what other people hear. And our brain is not used to that. And that's why we have this rejection reaction at the first time. But if you work on it, if you practice, if you listen to yourself while speaking, you will learn to love your voice in time. And that's the biggest advice that I could give to them and also to speak their truth. So being authentic is the first and most important thing that you can do wherever you are in the online world, in the physical world, being authentic is the most important to me. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so true. And I'm just thinking of, you know, people that, uh, you know, are, are hesitant or scared or and then they'll say, oh, I said, um, too many times or, you know, you you will get more fluid and more fluent with it. But um, I don't it doesn't bug me to hear my voice anymore. It did used to really bother me to hear my voice because you're right. It doesn't sound how you think it sounds when it's resonating through your skull. Um, I think that uh, a lot of people, okay, so uh, does, so if I listen to my voice on a recording, is that similar or the same as how other people hear my voice? Yes, it is. Because actually what we hear when we speak is a combination of air flowing through our ears and around us. What, what people hear is a combination of airflow just around us. So you don't have that resonation in your ears. So that's why it's different. It's modified. What people hear is what you hear when you record. Right. Okay. And is that why the people wear headphones to sort of cancel all of the, so they can actually hear that that feedback? Maybe, and it also helps them focus some more. Although when I do uh, recording sessions, when I record songs or voiceovers, I tend to record with one headphone in my ear and the other one put down so I can hear what I have around me without headphones. And I can also hear through the headphones. So you have a double control over the sound. Interesting. Okay, so when people are listening to their voice and then thinking, okay, so that's how other people hear me, that sounds terrible. It's not. It's not a, it's not a, a bad thing. It's just a, something that you're not used to because it's not how you hear your own voice. Exactly. Unless you have a vocal technique that's not very spot on and maybe your voice sounds a bit like this and then you have to work on it some more. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, I guess that's where, where having a, a vocal coach would, would sort of show you where your, your noise needs to be vibrating from as opposed to, you know, different parts exactly. of your body. Exactly. So the purpose of a vocal coach is to help you bring your voice in its natural position and its natural structure. When we don't speak properly, we're just not being natural with our voice. Mm. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think if you have an authentic message, then we come across as sincere, even if we are stuttering or uncomfortable or apologetic in, in, in some ways. And, and just going back to something you said earlier about you know really knowing what your why is and who you're speaking to, that's so important as well. Because if you know you're speaking to, let's say, somebody who's going through what you've been through or somebody who you know wants to learn what you already know, then that, that helps you to come across with more confidence as well. 
Absolutely. And one thing that I've seen that helps a lot with getting rid of filler words and stuttering is knowing very well in advance what you want to say, being confident with what you want to say and not second guessing your words. That's a very great tool to get rid of stuttering and filler words, but that comes in time with practice. So the main thing is to just practice, 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 and you will get better in time. Yeah, people are so impatient though too, aren't they? They just want it like, I, yeah. I want to be able to do it now. I want to be able to do it live now or whatever it is. Yes, okay. I did have a situation like this today with um, a client that I was working with. He, uh, We were practicing some, some improvised speeches and I gave him some examples and he told me, well, you make it seem so easy. And I told him, it's easy for me because I've been doing it for so many years. Don't expect to have the same results in just two sessions because you might receive the tools to make your progress faster. But nothing can replace experience and practice throughout the years. You need that time to implement the tools into your brain. So you just have to be patient and consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And we're expecting things to be, you know, have instant results. Like uh, you've just told me the technique. I understand it. Now I should be able to do it. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. We skills are, 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 are something that's built over time. Okay. So I am going uh, on stage in about six weeks, real stage. I haven't been on stage since well before lockdown, actually since ooh, maybe even the beginning of 2019 because um, I had a rough year in 2019, so I didn't do anything on stage uh, or not, not anything formal on stage. Okay, so so I know I know what I'm doing. I know I have the experience. I know why I'm doing it. I know all of the things that we've talked about. I'm, uh, I'll, be, I'll be doing uh, burlesque. So, so tips for right when you're about to go on stage and you want to either be sick or like the fight or flight, right? The, the fight, flight or freeze, the I don't want to go, I'm going to run away, I'm going to just stand right here, I'm going to be sick. What, what, what do you say to somebody who suffers that kind of stage fright at the moment, the kind of lights, camera and you're about to do action? Um, I usually tell them that I know how nervous you are because it's a great responsibility to be on stage. You can change lives, you can change perspectives, you can touch people's hearts. So I know it's a great responsibility. I know that's what makes you nervous. And anybody that tells you they're not nervous before they're going on stage is a big liar. Everybody yeah. is nervous. And uh, think about the fact that people are uh, in the audience, they want to see you and they already think that you're courageous because they didn't have to, the courage to go up there, but you did. So you are already courageous for being in backstage. So just that. go for it. In the moment where you're on stage, the fear goes away. It does, doesn't it? It's absolutely amazing. It's it's not like going to the dentist, which is another thing people fear, <laughs> where that lasts the whole way through the procedure. It, it does go away. And then that adrenaline gives you energy for your performance. Exactly. Oh, I, love, I love that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this bit back when I um, when I, when I when I'm about to go on stage while I'm driving, while I'm driving there. Okay, so then the third pillar that you that you look at is content creation. So what's involved in your content creation kind of part of your, your program? Well, we use these, um, these 
important pillars. And the first one is your big why and your big goal, because if you have no idea why you're doing it, you don't know what to say. Then you must understand who are you talking to. Again, you have to know this from the beginning and that's how you can create your message. And then I work with um, bringing things that you are familiar with and whatever it is that you may want to talk about. Because we, we talk the easiest about things that we know a lot of stuff about, whether it's from our personal experience, from our professional experience. And even if it's a subject that you don't know many things about, you can always relate to them through these familiar pillars that you have created in your work. And uh, I always try to think of a presentation or performance or speech as a story. It has to have a beginning, it has to have a crescendo, um, a climax, and then you have to relax it a bit with the end of the story. And I always try to think of it that way, a story or a movie script, because that way I can build it in my head and make it relatable to people that I'm talking to. I love that, I love that. I think, I think a lot of times people just go on and start and they don't, and they don't really yeah. introduce it. They don't, they don't kind of bring it all together. They don't recap it. So I think that's, that's, that's a, a really great way of sort of saying it as a story. I think that's, that's a really nice way of doing it. And then in your content creation, do you talk about specific social media platforms or are you talking generally about content? I do adapt the content for uh, each social media platform or let's say for a live performance on, on real stage uh, because I think each of these platforms is different in approach. So you do need to adapt your, um, your message a bit, but that comes in time with a certain experience. If you're just getting started, I suggest to focus on one main area, perfect that, and then you can move forward to the other one because it might seem overwhelming to work with everything at once. I love that. I love that. It, 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 and then when you're overwhelmed, then you're more likely to, to your posture voice starts talking to you and then you, you're more likely to, to not want to do it at all. Yeah. It is overwhelming to do to do a lot. When I moved on to from from Facebook to doing Instagram, that was just a game changer, and not in a good way. It was like, yeah. oh, this is more than twice the work to do. Like it, it's it's a lot. It's quite overwhelming. And some days I think I kind of wish I didn't start going down that road. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. So you mainly live on Facebook, mostly right? on Instagram, and secondly, on Instagram, yeah. Yeah, mostly on Instagram, then on Clubhouse, and then on Facebook. Amazing. Okay, and where can people find you on Instagram? So uh, they can find my handle. It's the underscore voice of power. That's my uh, my business account. They can find me over there. I'm uh, ziza.natur or nature or nature, uh, nature without an E on Clubhouse. And uh, ziza nature on Facebook as well. Okay, without any um, clubhouse and Facebook. I just want people to be able to find you. So I'm going to put this on the banner. Just tell me if this is right. Yep. Okay, so uh, the, the voice of power, that's your Instagram. And then um, Ziza Natur and Clubhouse and Facebook. Amazing, amazing. Okay, so I have um, I have uh, a few questions that I like to ask guests. Um, 
it's just a bit of fun around cabaret and confidence. Um, if you were going on stage as a cabaret artist, and cabaret can be anything from singing to comedy to dance to, you know, um, uh, drag, burlesque, um, uh, you can incorporate all kinds of different props, it can incorporate, you know, all kinds of apparatus, it's very common in a, in a at a cabaret or a burlesque show to have a pole and you know all kinds of different things that that people bring as their talents so what if you were doing a cabaret uh, performance what one prop would you like to have with you on stage a chair oh, I, actually, I, I actually did a cabaret performance a few years ago i uh, sang and i danced i used uh, cabaret i use all that jazz and uh, big spender and I really feel that the chair is the most important part because I can play with it, I can dance with it, I can create a scene with it. So it's one of the most important things for me on stage when doing a cab cabaret. I love, love, love that. I, I, a chair is just, it's, it's, it's not something that is meant to be, you know, you're hiding behind it or anything. It's just, you can do so much. Yeah. Oh, absolutely love that. Okay, and what would your stage name be? Oh, that's wonderful. Let me think. So I would not use this name, although no. it, it would sound nice. Um, it would, but I want you to choose a name that, that would be your stage kind of persona. Yes, yes, yes. I'm thinking about it. I want to find a cute one. <laughs> What's the first one that came to your head? Florence Stargaze. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so I so I always feel like we know our stage name inside us. And it might not be the one that you would pick or the one that you'd want to market yourself as, but we know who we are as that persona that would be able to hold the stage with a chair and and do the thing. I, that's amazing, Florence Stargaze. Ah, oh, so that's beautiful. And what would your, what would you say your favorite, not necessarily your, the, the biggest one, but what would you say your favorite lesson that you've learned in life is? Ooh, do not quit. Whatever it is, do not quit. Because if you do stop, life will still move forward. And what are you going to do then? So you have to keep moving forward. You have to not quit whatever it might happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right because time will move forward and then you'll think, oh, could have, would have, should have. So if it really truly is your passion and it really, you really, it is, you know, you know your why, then that is just such an important message. Yeah, and you will always find a way, even if you've reached a dead end and you might think, okay, this has been a total failure. I want to do that, so I will find an, a different approach and I will manage to do it. Yeah, that's wonderful. And if you didn't find stage at such a young age, what do you think would have been your, what would you be doing, do you think? Nothing else. <laughs> I, can, I can't see myself doing anything else. I would probably still be a writer because I, I love doing that as well. But I cannot see myself far away from the stage. And I can't remember a moment in my life where I didn't sing. Wow. Wow. Can everybody sing? 
it depends on why you want to do it. So uh, I don't like sugarcoating things. If you want to sing as a uh, for a therapeutic purpose, if you want to heal your soul, do that. I think anybody can sing if they want to heal, if they want to be happy, if they want to enjoy life. But if you want to do it professionally, you do need to have some qualities. And it's best to accept at the beginning if you have them or not. But can you learn all of the, the, the you know, the, the, to sing on key and so on? Yeah. If you do have some inborn qualities and if you do have some potential, you definitely can learn that and you can master it in time. Wow. Wow. That's that's my thing. So that I'll share this with you. That is my number one fear. Like I go on stage in all different capacities. I have very large audiences in, in conferences. No problem. But karaoke fills me with deep fear it's just a, and i know it's only karaoke which is not even a, like a big deal but that just that is my version of hell <laughs> i can i can see how you feel because um i've seen so many people scared of of going to karaoke shows and i i couldn't understand why obviously because i didn't have this problem and i actually avoided singing at karaoke because nobody wanted to sing after me and i didn't want to hurt my friends oh. so i always let them sing the first ones and i could understand that this fear comes from being judged from the fact that it might might not sound good it couldn't be maybe not very on pitch but this does come in time if you do have a bit of um musical hearing a good a good ear you can learn how to sing many people think that you have to have a good voice to sing but you actually have to have a good ear you can sing as well as you hear always that's interesting that's very interesting yeah I need to think about that for a while because that's stirred something inside of me. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So, so we can find you in these places um, and you work one-to-one -one with your clients and you design your, your program according to your three pillars for what their needs and, and what their, their purpose and their goals are. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and so, I'm hoping that, you know, getting to hear Ziza and getting to hear how she works and what her message is and her outlook and her experience, I'm, I'm really hoping that for those of you that this resonates with, that you want to find out more, then get in touch with Ziza and, and just, you know, have the conversation, see if it's the right fit, but reach out. Because I think a lot of times people go, oh, that would be cool, but oh, I better not check. And, and it, and I would say, just reach out and, and have the conversation, right? Yes, many people are it. afraid just to send a message. But we're just people. We're all people, just like everybody else. We don't bite, just send a message. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then on Clubhouse, we can then uh, have the conversation with you there as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. I will be co-hosting a room starting with um, July the 6th. It's in the Women's Wisdom Circle, and um, I will be hosting another one, which will be pretty soon in July. I don't know the date yet. Right. And it's and it's all about uh, speaking your truth, finding your inner voice, and I will also be teaching some uh, tips and techniques over there. Amazing, amazing, and I have no doubt that at some point Ziza and I will co-host a room because that's just 
a wonderful thing to do. Um, and I just feel so aligned with you because, you know, we, we're both kind of coming at it from, you know, thinking about, you know, where we're strong and where, where, where the, our strengths are to share with others. And I, I, I really feel that, you know, the voice of power that you've started is kind of a, um, your life story. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Which is such a wonderful thing. It just, it just is. And I think, I think, you know, people can connect, connect with you and, and tap into the parts that serve them as well. So uh, do you have a, a role model or do you have a mentor or do you have someone that you would say is, informs the voice of power? I always say that I don't like to have role models because I don't like to fit in any model. I have a lot of people that I admire. And uh, the first example that comes into my mind is David Goggins because he has such inner strength. And uh, whenever I read his book, if I'm feeling down, I get up immediately because we, you understand when you read his book, how much power you have inside of you. And whenever you feel that you've reached a point where you can no longer move forward, yes, you can. Yes, you can. So he's the first person that comes into my mind, but I do have a lot of people that I admire. Yeah, I've never read it actually. I've, I've, never, I've never read any of his work. So I will definitely check that out. That's good advice. Thank you. Well, Ziza, thank you so much for being here and being part of the Confidence Recovery podcast. Um, I, I just know this is the beginning. I, I know that um, I will find you and know you on Clubhouse and, uh, and, and on Instagram. And I'm looking forward to, to really kind of following your journey and, and how the voice of power evolves and grows because that's an exciting thing for you. Thank you Very so much, Heather. It's been a wonderful talk and I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. Yes. Uh, get in touch if you uh, want to talk to Ziza about uh, the, the work, about you know content creation, about stage, about using your voice. So this is this is really wonderful because at Confidence Your Cabaret, we when I started in Cabaret, I learned that Cabaret is about using your voice. Cabaret is about taking up space and owning it. And Cabaret is about sharing your message. And so I could not have had a more aligned guest with me today, which is just, that's why I'm so excited. Um, we like to finish uh, when, we, when we're recording, we like to finish with uh, our kind of tagline. Uh, so I will share that with you because I haven't shared that with you before. Um, you can find us on any socials as Confidence to Cabaret. Confidence to Cabaret.com has masterclasses for personal life, work life, and stage life. Uh, and you will find us on YouTube. You'll find us on literally everywhere. Just Google it. There's about two pages of Confidence to Cabaret, the blog, the podcast, the vodcast, you name it, you will find it. And if you're listening to this, then go and check out the, the, the vodcast. If you're listening to the podcast or vice versa, uh, you can check this out on all of my socials because Ziza is featured for this week. And you should check out our other socials, which are Twitter at YBYWYS. I am at Heather YB. YWYS on Clubhouse, as well as Confidence and Attitudes is my club. And I will tell you that YBYWYS stands for It Is Your Body, Your World, 
your stage. I love that. Oh, I know we're so alive. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I love your message. I love taking up space, owning your stage, sharing your voice, sharing your message. That is what you are all about. That's what I'm all about. And it's been such a pleasure to be able to share this space with you, Ziza. And you know I feel the same. Oh, thank you. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye for now.